ladies and gentlemen, it's a Drange Penguin podcast, and um, I think you know. Sound real happy about it? No, I'm. The <laughs> I'm happy that we're doing a podcast, but um, I mean, we we talked about this off air. I mean, is it on? We're not even. We're never on air in a podcast. But um, we're really always on air. I guess it's think about that. All right, so like we we <laughs> talked about how we're gonna talk about this. I think it's it's stupid. Uh, like we don't have any insightful things, but I think we're all people where I am definitely affected by the shooting in Uvalde. Um, this monster shooting children, and um, I think I think Gina's giving me some advice. Like, don't consume more of it. It's hard not to, but it you know I feel like. Like, you know, it's a tragedy that happened, especially so close to, like, our hometown. It's only 90 miles away from San Antonio that you I just kind of feel it. It's in all of the feeds. Uh, it's national news. And it's terrible all over again. And I think that um, um, I'm, like, closer to just saying just ban all the guns, you know. Uh, I, I would... I was before saying, well, I mean, it is in the, you know, the Constitution, Second Amendment. I guess if you want to appease people, maybe there's a middle ground, like uh, um, background track, this, that kind of other. But I'm like, you know what? Um, let's just take them all away. Take them away from people, from, you know, responsible gun owners, and take away from cops, from security guards. Just take them all. No guns everywhere. And, you know, because it is a taking by the government. Let's spend some money, and I'll happily spend this money. You can raise the taxes a little bit, and let's have the government buy back all these guns, right? Say, if you owned a gun, you can prove your gun ownership as of June 1st, 2022. We'll buy your gun at market value, whatever it is. You bring it to this place or whatever like that, and we'll we'll cut you a check, whatever. And then there's no more guns, right? Like you just, you know, any gun is extremely illegal. You know what I mean? Um and then hopefully we can sort of reduce this, right? And I think everybody's like, well, you can. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. But we'll limit it. This kid bought two, you know, assault rifles for his birthday. The guy in Buffalo bought one that week. It's not like he was picking up on the black market. It was that much more easy. You put more filters, make it a little bit harder to get things done. It's hard to get, you know, things done. Um, yes, it's about mental health, right? This dude was bullied his whole life. I think whatever I think we make it uh we make it we do a very good job of making angry, um, forgotten young dudes and then we also make it very easy for them to access mass murder tools. And we don't make it easy for them to access mental health, uh care, uh support systems, a path forward, that kind of stuff. And uh, if, I mean, I don't, what I don't want to hear from our politicians is like, well, you can't just, you know, what about gun owners' rights or something like that? Because that is just, we're not going to do anything. I want to hear solutions. I want to hear some compromise. I want to hear, you know what? I, I really want to own my assault rifle, but I'm going to sacrifice a little bit and not own it. Maybe go down a step and, and I don't know, own just a twenty two. If you want to say, you know what, you can have a single shot twenty two rifle, and that's the, that's the max, that's the max, uh, you know, um, 
amount of firepower anybody could have. I think that's a reasonable compromise. It's a lot harder to do the kind of damage that we saw today, or saw this week, with that kind of tool than it is with the tool that was that was available. So I, I, those are my three cents. Uh, Gina, do you have anything to add that you want to? Uh, like you said, when when you were learning of this happening yesterday, yesterday night, right, the, or yesterday evening, um, I was in a place, and I have been in a place the past couple of weeks, really, where I've not been in tune with what's going on in the nation, um, not closely paying attention to much of anything other than work and home stuff. And so when you mentioned it to me, I was like, it was difficult to absorb it because I was really focused on like finishing some stuff for the day at work. And I was like, oh, like what now? You know, like what horrific thing has happened again? And I can't even take this in right now because I just need to get stuff done. But I could tell it was uh, affecting you. And I'm like, yeah, like the follow my method man you don't have to be upset about anything don't if it's in all the feeds don't check the feeds yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you got to protect your mental peace like yes it's important to know what's happening and i agree with everything that you just said about how things need to change but i think i'm at a place at least right now where i also feel like i accept it so much so that once i did find the the space around 3 a.m to catch up on the story um, I, the things that struck me most or upset me most, um, in the details that I read were that it seemed like there were so many, um, opportunities for him to have been stopped, um, in the minutes and hours and days leading up to this event. Like he, he was I don't, I don't want to say crying out for help because I have no idea what this person was thinking and I don't want to pretend to know. But he was at least sharing with people on social media, um, someone he had been messaging with for um, many months in Germany um, about, you know, like sharing pictures of his, his purchases and leaving these like, really not even cryptic, but like obviously threatening and ominous messages. Like, I'm going to do something. Something's going to happen. And so it's those things I think that I find most upsetting. Like, was there no way for us to, to stop it in that, in that amount of time? Was that not enough of advanced notice? You know, there are site administrators. There are the individuals with whom he was in contact who received these messages and like what did they do with it what did you do with this information and yes I also understand that I don't know what I would do if I were in any one of those individual situations uh, especially being very young people um, I think the the girl in Germany is like 15 years old so sure what is she going to do you know halfway across the world but um, the other guy you know who's located in the same place as him who receives these same kind of messages um who's the same age as him so he's an 18 year old you know young man um we've all received kind of the same education over the past years and school shootings are not news right so much so that this guy that 
that did this um, and massacred these children um, was even called before doing this a school shooter among other you know taunts and and name calling um, so I'm like people know this is a thing and they did nothing with this information so I found I find that very upsetting um, you know the gun gun laws gun control the ease of access the fact that he could legally get these sorts of weapons like all of those issues i'm like yes but what could we have done really like for this individual um uh, beyond changing those things i don't know um so yeah it's hard for me to pay attention to the news cycle i, I was barely up to speed on what happened in buffalo and now i'm like something else already again it doesn't stop i just like i need to focus on the family dill you got any thoughts on this one um i am kind of like gina in that i didn't i wasn't hyper aware of it uh today is the first time i actually read and understood that something other than buffalo had happened it felt like it's all jumbled together kind of and uh i actually read about it all i'm kind of with you adam at this point of like let's just ban guns period or at least ban everything except weapons that are explicitly used for hunting and require every three years or something like a re-evaluation or a re-permitting process that 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 includes some sort of like mental health evaluation, you know, along with it. I just think that the idea that the second amendment grants us the right to just have whatever weapon we want is not, was not the intent, like without any sort of like, it's like having a driver's license. Your right to drive is dependent on your ability to pass a test and something is, you know, um, vastly more deadly and, and really only used for deadly purpose uh we have like no regulation on um i read something that's where governor abbott had said that um he hadn't cr committed any crimes before this but then i also read that there were instagram videos or something of him torturing animals and stuff like that like like there were clear indicators and yes, he did break laws like torturing an animal is breaking the law. So, uh, there, the rhetoric is immediate, you know, and that's the worst thing about it all is that nothing's going to happen because the rhetoric machines are, are in place before it even, you know, before the blood's even dried, you know, yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're twisting things out of con and, and obscuring things and making it making the the water muddy you know um that's about it i just i'm done i'm tired of it all like yeah i'm tired of, of that part of life in america yeah i mean i think we're gonna we're gonna make some jokey jokes in a little bit uh but i mean i thought like i said i, I thought it would be it would be bad <laughs> for us to just not even talk about no. it. Right? So there it is acknowledged. And, uh, I mean, 
if you want like longer uh fuller thoughts on it and reaction i think you can check out my personal twitter feed and do that um anything like that uh, i think right now we're gonna talk about some stuff that happened to us light-hearted stuff regular life stuff not tragic stuff i guess um also there's a kid just jumped in our lap should regular be life stuff. should be asleep right now <laughs> look at this kid um so i did go to the office did an rto and then i had my first like nose swab uh i think they found boogers but no covid <laughs> that's what happened that's wild that you had to move to st louis to have a your first return to office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get away. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, tell truth be told, right? It's like the boss it's was like, so "Hey, Adam, to make his commute as expensive as it could possibly <laughs> be." So we got, we have like an opportunity. We have a big meeting. You know, do you want to come in? You know, we'll pay for it. I was like, all right, I guess. I mean, it was a good, uh, like three birds, one stone kind of deal. So I met up with the team, but also like took my mom out for like Mother's Day slash, uh, you know, just kind of seeing my mom. Took your mom out for dinner too, you know. You uh, did. Yeah. Uh, she was saying Weird. some wild stuff. Crazy ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know, you, you know, I think your mom had a sangria. I'm not sure she should have had a sangria. Hey. <laughs> it was a good nice. time had by all. Yolo. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was, that part is cool, right? Sort of on the company. I paid for my own thing. I, I just did an expense report. Let me tell you, those are no, not fun ever because they're like, well, you got a dollar. Like, I got like a dollar something from the vending machine at the office. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was your receipt, buddy. I'm like, it was a dollar. You're going to really <laughs> begrudge me a dollar? I marked it under meals because it was a meal, you know? I had a water bottle. Anyway, um. Uh, so I I did that. Uh, it was good. It was weird seeing people in in person again. You kind of you have to control your volume, you know. There's a little, I was like, you're yelling at me there, you know. <laughs> hey, why are you doing? Nice to meet you, Adam. Um, you know, it, it was a good time. Uh, and just sort of doing some regular type office stuff. Was it exhausting? Yes. Like usually, you know, like at work, you kind of like eh, it Zoom work. The first couple of weeks where you're just working from home. That was pretty exhausting. You're like, man, sitting staring at the screen all day, that's tough. But yeah, going to the office, I'm like, I gotta drive in to where I was only like one minute away from, from the office. I gotta drive in, you know, go through the thing, badge in or whatever. Also I, I got like the worst badge ever. I don't know how. It's like I I made sure to groom myself. I thought it looked, you know, a little tanned or whatever. But this camera was like Yeah, you told me it uh, shrink me. <laughs> you were preparing for a new badge photo and that after you'd received it, it was <laughs> the, worst the worst one you'd ever had. And yeah. I thought, surely you were exaggerating, but then you showed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. The lady was you get for There's trying, a lady man. in line in front of me. She was like, uh, if, don't get the right one because that one squishes you or whatever. I was like, well, that seems weird. And then I took it, and then I look squished and pale. I look like a vampire cartel member. And <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I think you got to put this on the website <laughs> for those who want to seek it out. I'm sure I'd be violating some kind of company policy or something. But um, anyway, it looks terrible. We own the uh, rights to that terrible photo. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was it was kind of weird going in. I got tired like at two every day. I was like, I'm like not just like oh, I'm getting kind of tired, but like 
I'm ready to take a nap. <laughs> you know? Like, I was like, yeah, you hit a wall. Like, guys, y'all mind if I take a nap right here <laughs> on this floor? <laughs> um, yeah, so that was it. Del, you tell us. Are, are we super spoiled as uh, these types of workers? Never, he's not had a real job in his remote life. Remote and now complain about the extreme uh, fatigue of being he was dragged like a choir into an dude. office. I don't think I'm the right person to ask no. about this because <laughs> I haven't ever had a nine to five office job. He's never know? got. He's never woken I've up. I've actively at 9 avoided. I've actively avoided having to go into that world. Yeah, so it's it's the nature of because, that type of work. It's horrible. Yeah, because it's so tedious. It's the same thing I hated about public school when i went though was that it's 95 percent jumping through hoops and just being there physically you know and nothing has little to do with like how much you accomplish or what you accomplish or what you're capable of mm-hmm. and uh so yeah I, mm. I feel you it would be extremely exhausting i mean being around people in those in those environments is extremely exhausting to me all the time already so yeah I feel yeah. you. I feel for you. So you're saying if you're my boss, you would approve my 2 p.m. nap? I could have I could have yeah. opted out of the meeting. <laughs> Guys, Look, you know, sleep right here. You can say whatever you want about Google, but those those nap pods they have all over their campus, pretty pretty, pretty swanky. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I did do something. I did go to the flying saucer three days in a row. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was not like that. No. You got all up in the corporate world, huh? You're like, I'm not going to go to the local bars. I'm just going to go. What's the most generic? Well, I blame everybody change. that I know for that. It's because I one, I was there. It's right next to the hotel, basically, and so I texted. You suggested some local spots, yeah. Yeah, I suggested it to everybody. I was like, we can go here, we can go there, we can go there, and they're like, mm, where are you staying? I was like, over here. They're like, we can go to Flying I like sure, but let's do it again. There's it, an Applebee's. Have yeah. you heard of it? <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, we went to Flying Saucer and I had a couple beers, and then the next time it was like a little work happy hour. Like, does anybody want to go? It's not sponsored. You don't have to go. You know, it's obligated. Where do y'all want to go? And then I again listed every place. I was like, I'd like to go to the Pearl or some of the cool spots in that town. But uh, you know, I can go anywhere. Wherever you guys, you guys are the home team. Wherever you want. And they're like, mm, we can go find saucer. I was like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was here yesterday. I'm pretty sure they think I'm a g- degenerate. And then <laughs> day three, I pretty much was a degenerate because again, it was like the leftover. Because I sort of flew in. I was like, hey, everybody. And then they couldn't make it. So it was sort of like a leftover, leftover friends. And they're like, uh, yeah, I guess I can go find saucer. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so there it was. Is it new? <laughs> or is it just... Because it's generic enough that it'll appeal to everybody I mean, and it's, nobody at the it's same It's a little time. bit like that, but that they, they yeah. do have a wide selection of beer. They do. I, I do. I will go to a flying saucer. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. They, they have a really good selection. I did order it's pretzels every time there because pretzels are not bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was it was fun. That's what I did. Um, it's definitely the place I would go if I was in a town and I didn't know anything about, you know, the quality of the places that I was going, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, flying saucer. I know what I'm going to get there, you know? Yeah. Starbucks. Well, I, I did leave there and go to like a little divey kind of bar with my uncle, yeah. um, you know, just to cap out. So I did change it up just a little bit, but that was only like one minute away from flying saucer. Uh, so on the way back, it was, you know, 
at the thing. I'm sitting in the uh, how do you get in Southwest? Only fly in Southwest where they just kind of like raise the gate and like get in there, go sit. And you're like, oh, did you get to fly? People. Uh, fly. I heard that was a perk of flying Southwest. Is that you get to what? You get to fly the yeah. plane. <laughs> no, no, I did not. You weren't selected. No. That wasn't on no, your ticket. Who wants to fly the plane? <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to do you're that. the pilot, and you're the stewardess. I mean, I I don't want to sound real um, hoity-toity, but I I think I prefer uh, American Airlines because they at least have the little outlets there. Is that the fancy airline? What's the fancy one? I don't know, man. the The Virgin Mobile. Virgin. Virgin Mobile. is like Emirates. Yeah, super fancy. Um. But I mean, so th- that's you know, I, and I like that you get to choose your seat. Uh, so the Southwest one, you know, you're crammed in there. They don't even got nothing to plug in. Like everybody has a USB outlet now. You think, but they don't got none of those. And they're like, well, we got the Wi-Fi, except it doesn't work. I was like, what? What is this? It felt like the the little uh, was a Gremlin airline from Transil Hotel Transylvania. Um, <laughs> but whatever. I got there. Uh, I was cramped in. You know, didn't quite sleep. It's not that long of a flight. Um, but I did have to choose on the way so back. On it's a, a weird short one. flight, what do you need to plug in? Uh, my phone, because it was basically dead. And it was really only on the way back. That was because I couldn't um, charge it like at, at the office, because um, like where we were in the meeting room, I didn't really have access to it. And so then returning the, the car and then going, sitting down, the outlet to charge my phone was like a trickle, again, because this is like, you know, the American Airlines section. None of them worked. And like the one that sort of did work, I know because the guy was sitting there. There was a guy sitting there. And so I was just kind of like, well, my phone's dying. And that's just kind of be it. It, it. That's not a big deal. But <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? So I was like, all right, you know, hon, I'm coming home. Yeah, it's going uh, to be great. Um, I got texted by my work saying hey uh your your office is in uh a tornado uh tornado zone uh get to the basement now and i was like i'm not in a tornado it's not even raining outside i was like oh wait i'm at the airport they mean my home and so then i was texting gene i was like oh are uh are you in the basement now can you please like hide from the tornado and uh, I think at that time, that's when you were experiencing a tremendous... Like, I was texting her this, and then I got text from her, like, showing me a picture of a wall. I was like, what am I even looking at, you know? Uh, turns out, there was a flood. <laughs> I don't know. There was a flood. Yeah. In your house? Yes. Yeah, so you were... Um, learning to fly a plane and I was here at our home with our three children and then sure they behaved wonderfully for you yeah I like finished the work day and then it was uh getting stormy out getting dark and suddenly you know in the middle of texting with you about where you're at and status on everything I start getting you know the notifications on my cell phone of like there's a tornado warning take immediate cover and i don't know about y'all but i always i don't care i'll admit it i always confuse which is more important the warning or the watch it is not obvious to me in those watch terms. is we're looking out a warning is like oh no it's coming i feel like a watch is like 
you better watch because you can see it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll what hear am you. I watching for? So yeah, so we get the warning, right? And it's take take immediate cover. I'm like crud. So um, did you say crud? No, but I'm I'm trying to keep it clean, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm going for that. And uh, our, <laughs> our one-year-old is teething, and so, like, nothing is satisfying him. So I'm carrying him around the house anyway, and then this happens. And, you know, I can't set him down for a moment, or like, he starts screaming his head off. And I'm like, Argh! And so I'm like, okay, we all got to go to the basement, right? Because you have a basement. Why wouldn't you go to your basement? They specifically they said told nobody to wants to be in the basement. <laughs> so we have to go down to the basement and i have to like make a little clean spot to sit it's not dirty but it's just dusty you didn't have to do that i'm pretty sure you could have just been in there set a level of dust sit some tea yeah let's put the (laughs) child that puts their hand in their teething mouth into a dusty floor anywho so we go down there and i'm like okay this warning is lasting like 45 minutes i'm like oh we gotta be down here like 45 minutes we could get through this and I'm simultaneously trying to like text Adam updates, texting like my mom updates, like, well, this is what's happening. But then I notice at the back corner of the basement where there's a window that there's a bunch of water just like coming in. And also I guess I had noticed before we came down and you know, sequence of events now is not as clear, but um, when going through the kitchen, that there's water starting to come through our back door. Like there's a back door in the kitchen. And at first I looked down and I was like, I just think I see like dirt and a little bit of water, like a glimmer on the floor. And I was like, is it wet? And then uh, when I, I called uh, you to show you right Adam, and um, it started coming in like more at that time. And there was just mm-hmm. like a waterfall coming down the exterior of the house outside of the window. And it just starts coming in like (laughs) the window is like dripping water inside into the windowsill. And then all of a sudden water lines start appearing down the the drywall, like out of the outlet and out of the light switch. (laughs) And I'm like, what the frick? Like, what am I supposed to do? And so I'm like turning off the lights and like then we got to be in the basement. (laughs) And then we're in the basement and suddenly it starts to smell like gasoline. And I'm like, we're going to explode. Did not <laughs> I Goodness. think we're gonna explode, and so I'm like, let's let's get out of here. I mean, we lasted maybe 15 minutes, and then the the warning was maybe 20 more minutes to go, and I was like, we could stick it out on the first floor. Like, we could totally <laughs> see a tornado coming, right, and run back <laughs> down if we have to. So tornadoes coming, the We bay. go back <laughs> up, and um. I, I put the kids all in like this interior small room, like just sit down on the floor together and then decided after like texting with you, Adam, like we're going to go to a hotel room for the night because you're flying in that night. And I'm like, we're going to either blow up from this <laughs> mysterious gas smell or we're going to get electrocuted. So we should probably just get out of this house until the storm blows over. But then I'm like, that seems like a bad idea too, right? Like traveling in the middle of a possibly tornado producing storm. Yeah. It sounds bad unless you're a tornado like chaser, storm chaser, then they're yeah. Yeah, but so two things about that. One, we didn't leave the house until the warning had passed. It gets downgraded to a watch that extends until like eleven PM. So like I feel more comfortable leaving at this point and the wa- the rain stopped. 
But when I'm driving to the hotel, I see people like out at bars, like patio seating. And I'm like, this isn't a big deal right now to anyone but me. (laughs) During this time. And again, my phone's dying and I'm like trying to, you know, see what's going on. Um, I check Twitter like for like St. Louis tornado and people are like, you know, nobody in St. Louis cares about this tornado unless they can see it. You know, and they're like, oh, there it is. And then they'll run. But everybody's out. I just see everybody out. Uh, so that wasn't unusual, uh, considering what I know <laughs> about the people that were tweeting it. Um, yeah, so uh, so I got there, and then I go over to the hotel. So th- I, that whole week, I didn't stay at home. I was in a hotel. Uh, it was great to see everybody. I woke up uh, the one-year-old. Gina was upset about that. But, <laughs> but we had a good time. Yeah, and then it, we go to this, like, highly rated hotel. <laughs> it was a Holiday Inn Express, which uh, is fine in most places. I guess. I don't know. The last two Holiday Inn yeah, Expresses I stayed in uh, were... rapidly <laughs> declining. Like one was incomplete. It was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish yeah. this floor over here? And it was like, ah, not We're great. working on it. Like, the, you know, it's like a suite where it, there's a sofa sleeper in there, which is usually where we stick the older kids because they think it's cool. And um, but the cushions on this pleather couch <laughs> were like faded and peeling from you know who who knows how many butts have sat on it, and then when Lucky the kids there butts on are sitting yeah. on it to like watch a show or eat their dinner, and then they're like coming away with like all this residue <laughs> on their hands and feet. Oh no! And it's just like <laughs> continuing to peel. The kids like, what's this stuff? my hand and i'm like this place is so gross what is yeah. happening <laughs> like so i will say that the the t- i had too much room and when i stayed in the hotel there was a bed king size bed and then like a suite and it was like a media suite i guess intended for like meetings in there like the tv wasn't just a tv it was like a tv here plug in your projector all kinds of inputs on it um so it was, a, it was quite a downgrade coming home i was like yeah. this place sucks yeah no features at all <laughs> i think that hotels there's like tiers of hotels mm-hmm. you know and so like there will be like Stars. really highly rated like they're really highly rated but it's because the people that that go there like only ever go to those type of hotels you know what i mean yeah and then i mean we so stayed, we stayed at the holiday inn before there were better holiday inns than that one we stayed at motel yeah. sixes there were motel sixes better than that holiday inn yeah so. i don't know man yeah. I, I, just, you know, it's one of these weeks where you just kind of start to hate everything and think. That's crazy. I want to hear about here? the flood, about the flooding. Have y'all figured out what you're going to do about that? Did yeah, we, we sort of, we sort of address it. Like, uh, we'll keep it short. In progress. You know, it, it's um, the gutters, right, where they got super filled super quickly. Like, mm-hmm. we noticed it a slight kind of like, hey, we're getting some water dripping from right here. But it hadn't rained in a little bit, and then the next time it rained, I guess one tree just decided to, you know, become one with our gutters or something. Right. And so it was, like, overfilled. And right. I also think there was, like, some maintenance, like, lack of maintenance would happen. And, you know, you can be like, um, you know, you could be like, well, um, so I know you could probably <laughs> say, like, um, well, how come you guys didn't do this? So we only been here this this these four months, five months, whatever it is, right? Right. And like our to do list is like, okay, we have to deal with snow, deal with this, you know, like we were trying to hit all the things, 
um like make sure the furnace is you know whatever we're trying to get some quotes on that because uh, it's nearing the end of life and we're just sort of anticipating the winter where we could maybe freeze to death you know what i mean doing that and you know summertime has been relatively pleasant but I, I think those gutters uh, were maybe not in his surprise, a three-story place. So it's not like I could just pop up there and take a look at the gutters. When he had the inspector take a look at things, I think they said, eh, everything looks fine. We didn't really get out there and <laughs> look at those gutters too much because we're not really – you probably should get somebody to look at it. So it was on the to-do right. list, but, you know, there it went. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and it could have just been a freak thing that – you know, the wind was blowing the right way and the rain was coming down hard, just hard enough. You know, maybe I guess the biggest thing that I would be would trying to figure out is if it is this a real flaw in the house? Is this going to happen all the time or is this like a freak thing that, you well, know, we, Gina did, you know, uh, she was calling around uh, all the people um, and we were talking to because we had somebody like uh, like a, we're talking to a carpenter guy. Uh, and he was like, yeah, it may be this. And he was kind of confirming some suspicions that we had. We were trying to get people out here. And, you know, it's kind of hard to find somebody. Everybody's booked up. They're like, oh, we can come out there next month. And we knew there was rain in the forecast this week. So we're like, well, whoever can come out the quickest, we will give you our money. Uh, so a guy came out here today, right? Or was it yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, the front side is good, he says. The back side, that was the problem, was bad. It was like super filled up. He put some gutter guards on there. I think we should be good going forward. But we do need like tuck pointing, like pretty much everywhere. That was something I knew. I'm not, you know, an expert on brick buildings, but now I'm becoming more of one, having owned or owning or attempting to own a brick house. And I can see all the flaws, and I'm like, oh, they got to do all this right here. You know, they ain't going to be good. Get some moisture in there, and they ain't going to be good. So, I mean,. Yeah. This house is like 100 years old, 100 plus right. years old. Plus. So um, I think we can be a little confident, you know, that it, it has held up this long. But that's, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The they nature. come with stuff, weird things like that, but they've also been around for 100 years, so you know they're built well. They're probably going to be fine. Yeah. It's just something you got to learn how to navigate. Yeah. yeah, but insurance probably not going to pay for anything. It's like you were saying, Dell. If it was like because of some freak thing or just crazy wind, they're like, eh, we don't really cover things <laughs> like that. Right. Great. I yeah. Know. Worth we having. Yeah. 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 We should have punctured like the plumbing just to kind of get in there. It was the plumbing. Look at yeah. it. Did some insurance yeah. fraud. It's a toilet on the other side of the house. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little Came insurance fraud. The the tornado yeah. warning. So we've talked about this before, but tornadoes are not a big thing in San Antonio, right? Not a super big thing. Not really. Yeah, you're living in somewhere where it's like, I mean, that's how people are here. And tornadoes, tornado warning once or twice a week, and it's like, well, if I start to hear the sound of a tornado, <laughs> or I'll go outside I mean, and look at the air and see it if it looks say, like it's like hey, real I'm or a not. Tornado. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> see a funnel. I'll decide how many yeah. miles away it if is. If I lo- yeah. realize that if my neighbor is riding her bicycle in a circle around my house, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm gonna turn say hi and ask if yeah. she wants to hang out. Yeah. One advantage here versus like Kansas, I think I don't know about St. Louis, but you can tell dis- distances because you have hills and trees to break. Break. It's not just one <laughs> landscape for eighty miles. You know. You can see how you can figure out how far away stuff is a lot easier here. Makes sense. But they do happen. My parents have uh, almost (laughs) 
like it's weird surprising that they didn't get hit by a tornado twice now in the last two years so Dang. yeah yeah because i guess well you're like mid mississippi right it's not like north mississippi it's right in the s- south mississippi like the top of the south of south mississippi yeah yeah that's what i said north south <laughs> yeah central i mean i guess i never really think about what shape mississippi is like if yeah. i think if you you know quizzed me on it you know million dollars on the line i'd be like uh it's like a rectangle but like, it's a rectangle basically yeah but jackson is right in the center pretty much and then laurel is well from y'all's perspective that way southeast yeah thanks yeah. keep keep it up with the visual cues <laughs> for this podcast it is yeah. it no it's it is everybody uh, see what i'm doing i'm sharing my screen can you yeah. see <laughs> Um, so Dell, I mean, any news from you? What did you do the last couple of weeks on on your vacation, your podcast vacation? Uh, you're in out of podcast PTO, by the way. I just let you know. Oh yeah, I know. I gotta build it back up for six more weeks. Uh, I have been busy with with music stuff, with band stuff. That's kicked off like full gear again. So, Red and the Revelers, who's kind of the main band I play with, I guess. Uh, they're out of Mobile. And so I don't I haven't been getting to play with them much since I had the baby, but we had a big festival opportunity. We played in Natchez, um, and we played, and then it was supposed to be the Drive-By Truckers and then Brett Michaels, uh, which y'all you might care about, Adam. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we played, and then a uh, and it was awesome. It was the biggest stage I've ever played on. You know, it was like, like we were on stage and people in the fr- that were like right up to the stage, like we were looking, like yeah. they weren't even at the top of the stage. You know, it was like six yeah. or eight feet tall. So like literally and big stage. Yeah, it was it was a big deal. You feel like a rock um, star. Yeah, but you know, it did feel like that. But we were also like in a line right along the front of the stage, and like all the real equipment and gear was behind us, covered with tarps and stuff. You know, <laughs> so but it was still cool. Um, and then a thunderstorm, a uh, lightning storm came in and they ended up canceling the rest of the festival. Dang. Uh, but the cool things that happened, well, that was kind of so cool for headlined? us. Yeah. So we headlined a festival. Sweet. Uh, Sweet. But also. It's uh, coming out. What an only band out here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes it really memorable. You know, even the people that were there who were specifically not there to see us. Yeah. They'll remember. Uh, yeah, they'll remember, whereas they may have just like been like, oh, yeah, some opening band, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But the keyboard player from the Truckers was standing on the side of the stage, like watching us and told said something to me afterwards. I didn't know that, that that's who it was until about an hour after that. And somebody told me that it said that we were great. Uh, and apparently... Now Brett Michaels... You hadn't said whatever, loser. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like... I was trying to get my stuff off, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mean, but maybe a little bit like dismissive, just like <laughs> you know, because I was trying to do get, not piss the, uh, the sound tech people off, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Brett Michaels like never shows up to his gigs until right before he goes on, like he doesn't come for the opening acts or whatever. Yeah. But for some reason, he was apparently there in his van. Uh, he'd gotten there early, and so he heard us, and uh, and his guitar tech told Red, the lead singer, 
that he was like freaking out about us, like thought we were amazing and once wanted to talk to Red about like write songwriting together, co-writing some songs and cause he wants to try and do more of a Jimmy Buffett style like thing <laughs> in his old age. And uh so I told Red to tell him if he get, if it goes anywhere, yeah, tell him that uh that will be the band, you know, his band, like whatever, you know, Brett Michaels, I don't really care about him, but yeah. it'd still be a cool thing to say and, and do. Yeah, uh, you start learning some Brett Michaels songs, but yeah. yeah, every rose has its thorn, dude. I'll, I know that one. I can play that one guitar. <laughs> uh, the bass player was out in the front row watching us and, and like posted about us, you know, we just had like interactions on social media with these people. And the coolest thing was after it got canceled, there's a bar called Smoots in Natchez that's, that's like bands go play there all the time. It's like inside the festival grounds. Uh, so they weren't having live music. But when it got canceled, we went over there and we're like, hey, we'll set up and play. It was slam packed, like to the brim. People's all over spilling outside. And so we went, set up and played for all these people. And they like ate it up because they were missing out on everything, you know, and they, yeah. and so they got to at least do that. And so they had a great time. We got a lot, lots of followers. There's some interesting things. Uh, Look at you, you like know, an old fashioned troubadour there. Like, you know, Hey, yeah, right. Might there be, you know, yeah. people, let me play yeah. my flute. You know? Yeah. Well, some videographer was there and took a crazy cool video. I'll send y'all a link to it. But, um, so Will Turpin, the bass player for collective soul is producing our album. But apparently this other dude that that is Grammy Grammy winning producer and mixer that's done stuff with Corn and Metallica and Oysterhead and Alice in Chains and a bunch of other bands. The bands uh, we've heard of, huh? And then he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, is interested and wants to like co-produce too, supposedly. So we're Dang. we're trying to work out the details so, there. So but. do you think it's a little bit of like Destiny's Child, like you know, like they're gonna be like, yeah. We don't want the rest of you, but just maybe it's this. It's definitely <laughs> possible. You know, it's definitely possible. I think that Greg, you know, Greg has kind of like handpicked and crafted this band over over years, and, and yeah. he thinks of us as a unit. You know, yeah. so uh, I don't know that he would want to necessarily go. Like, I think he would do it as a side, like side thing, have a solo stuff, but. Yeah, we we all recognize that he's like the band leader and the songwriter and all that. None of us we're just like yeah. playing, but I think he likes the energy. And I think that's something. Uh, one of the things about our sound is the yeah. unique energy that we all have together. Yeah. You know, so I, mean, I hope. I mean, I, either way, like it'd be a cool story to be like, yeah, I got left behind. You know, <laughs> but I've been practicing. The... I'll tell you one thing. This made me start practicing my butt off in a way that I hadn't practiced in a long time. So uh, it's supposed to be the other way around. It always takes that kind of motivation. Well, yeah. The well, show, yeah. You're like, I'm going to learn this instrument now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more like trying to get back chops that I used to have, you know, that'll let slide because, yeah. you know, there's no need to do it. I mean, that's what they always say, right? Like, you, you, keep working because you never know when your shot will come and your shot may be the right person listening in i mean that's like the classic tale there right yeah so, right that, i mean that's true I, I was talking to chris bees who's a keyboard player for a band called nerf the world last week and he 
uh, plays with Eddie Roberts, who's a guitar player for the New Master Sounds, which is like one of my favorite bands. When I was in Denton, I basically played in a New Master Sounds cover band. That's like yeah. what we did was just play their stuff. And uh, so he's play he plays with Eddie all the time, the guitar player. And uh, I was he wanted me to, he he asked me to get up on stage during their second set and like play so he because he wanted to hear what his rig sounded like or whatever and i was like yeah man i'll do that and then i realized nerf the world is this trio and the and the organ player plays bass with his left hand like a bass line like yeah with his left hand and and then all this crazy awesome stuff with his right hand and i was like look i I can't play the left hand. I can't do that. I play rock in rock bands. I've just never had to learn how to yeah. do that. And he's like, well, you know how I learned how to do it. And I was like, I was like, uh, nah, he's like, uh, Eddie Roberts called me up and he's like, Hey, I've got this trio thing in a month. Do you want to <laughs> play on it? And he, and he was like, yeah, that sounds great. And he's like, he's like, cool. You can do all that, like you can play like left hand bass and and all that, and carry like a melody and, and play bass at the same time. He's like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. totally." And he got off the phone and just start practicing his butt off for the last, next month. So Linda, I was like, "That's my week. I need to learn piano." Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty much how it'd have to happen for me." So, yeah. I mean, well, um, I, oh, we say this a lot, right, on this show too, right, like that. You need those kinds of things, right? You need, I mean, there is there is some aspect of, like, even this podcast making us, it's a deadline. Otherwise, why else would you do any of that stuff? You need to right. give yourself a, a goal uh, to, to make it happen. So that's cool. Yep. Dell had to learn piano. He's going to have to learn keyboard, I guess. Huh? I know. Finally. <laughs> I've had them all sitting here for years. Finally got to turn one on. <laughs> see what it does. Let's see. Uh, no. What do these white keys here do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, man. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think it would be great if you become a world-famous musician or, you know, something. But it would also be kind of funny and good for the show if, like, as you're getting ready to get in the tour bus, they're like, yeah, uh, but not you, Del. And then they kind of close <laughs> it. And you're just like, you're standing there with, like, your three keyboards. But I learned to play. Yeah. I just learned to play love head bass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would make a funny story. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Collective Soul is playing in Paluxy on Saturday, and he, Will, did an interview today uh, with a local station, and he was wearing a Red and the Reveler shirt. So Sweet. he wears it to their gigs. Like he wears it on stage and stuff. Sweet. It's cool, man. I mean, nothing, yeah. you know, you never look, know. Look, what I'm rooting for yeah. is a Wikipedia page entry for Dell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, even if it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, well, it's like the first, the, here's former members, and then, you know, Dell. And then he was like, you know, whatever, coffee shop guy. He, you know, he gave it all up so he can sell the best bag of coffee. Whatever it is, that's a thing. It just be a blurb on there. You know what I mean? That yeah. would be. Yeah. That's what I'm rooting for. That'd be awesome. I'd be. I'd be. I could die a happy man. <laughs> Wiki page. Wiki page. <laughs> Wiki. Page. Um. Yeah. So I think. Uh. That's that's it, right? It's like uh, what did I do over my summer vacation kind of episode? Uh, we well, there was one other thing I did because mm -hmm. we haven't talked since Mother's Day, have we? Yeah. Nah. Uh, day before Mother's Day, I cut off all my hair. Mm. Yeah. Went full mom for Mother's <laughs> Day this year. Yeah. That's awesome. You gotta embrace it. I think but you have the shortest hair in the family now. I do. It's kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> it looks good. You you rock it. So. 
Thank you. How do you feel? Does it change your perception of yourself? Yeah, it took me a while to get used to my face. You don't realize how face forward your face is <laughs> until there's no hair to hide behind. Like, I'm like, Whoa, there's a lot of face I have there. A really huh? large nose. Okay, okay, <laughs> I I get it. <laughs> it's really out there, huh? Uh, but my head did feel a lot lighter after it was cut off. I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't even realize I was like carrying weight from like, that. <laughs> but Head springs Your neck up. feels yeah. is longer all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings the nose further forward. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, it's overall it's been good. It's That's nice. fine. I've been calling her Adrian Brody, you know? Yes, Adam's having uh, a great time making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so this is, uh, this is the second time I've seen you like this, right? Like you yeah, did it I've you did it when before. you did your big chop. Yeah. Um uh and then and then now it just kind of but a, that was like sixteen years ago. Yeah, that's a long time. So it's sort of a return. That's um, fine. Return um, to Mac. There you go. <laughs> I know are that you gonna guy. keep it or are you gonna just start growing it out immediately? I'm undecided. For now yeah. I'm That keeping means you're it. growing it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, maintaining it sounds like work. So yeah. just letting it do its thing sounds yeah. easier. But um, I am enjoying the length for now. Like, I thought about restarting my locks, but um, so that was, like, one of my ideas when I cut it off was I'm not opposed to getting them back. I just needed to start fresh. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, it's like a mental thing, too, right? Like, I mean, I know it's not quite the same, but, like, I had long hair in college, and then I cut it. And then I sort of grew it out after, you know, a couple years of just having it short. So, like, I think it's good you have a little balance there, kind of. Like remember it, it, what it is you appreciate about longer hair or shorter hair, and you know, like that kind of thing. Plus, all the kids are locking their hair now, yeah. and they don't get why us OGs did it. You know, <laughs> I'm like, y'all know nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it is a lot easier, like to like to find information, products, yeah. on locking your hair and stuff. Like I was that. in the dark web back when yeah. I first did my big chop, and there were no resources for natural hair care mm-hmm. you didn't have walls and walls of ha- products at target like you do no. now it was like specialty things on the it's internet you had to order it's a great time now for yeah. black women in their natural hair great job <laughs> great job and men i suppose no just the women <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i guess we'll we'll see everybody next week um and all the other good stuff Race Penguin Podcast. Say goodbye to everybody, kid. Bye. Should be asleep.